Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, Unwritten Rule fans, you can catch us every Monday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Believe Unwritten and enjoy the show. On today's episode of The Unwritten Rule, we're going to break down some of the swirling rumors regarding some of the possible changes to some of the Mizzou athletics facilities that we've been seeing, as well as just some investment in the athletics program. We've talked about that on previous shows before. We'll talk a little Mizzou baseball with Ty Wilmsmeyer going to Arkansas and Isaiah Mosley from Mizzou men's basketball finally has his next team. Uh, We'll do quick hits and then we're going to finish the show with our MLB all-star game picks. We'll check in with our uh, preseason predictions that we did um, back earlier this year as well. So we got a great full pack show for you guys and it all starts right now. Attention, everybody stop what you're doing. It's time for The Unwritten Rule, a Mizzou sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Network, alongside Peyton Haverman and Kenny Van Doren. Here is your host, Jack Knowlton. Welcome back to The Unwritten Rule. Today is Monday, June 19th, and we've had some uh, rumors uh, on the Mizzou front. Not that that's ever really new in our uh, line of work with athletics, but these ones are a little bit different. We've been talking some transfer portal stuff. We talked a lot of football last show with Aiden Glover committing. We have that big football recruiting weekend coming up as well. So there's plenty there, but um, the, the rumors, you know, swirling on, you know, Twitter and, and all the other places you get your Mizzou news have been uh, more about the, athletics facilities in general um we've that that's kind of come to the forefront with baseball primarily in the recent kind of weeks and months um you know with steve beezer leaving and just that's kind of led to more calls for funding to be put into the athletics programs um but on thursday is i feel like when a lot of this started started circulating shortly after we finished taping friday show in fact um some of these rumors started swirling it kind of culminated in the sidelines mizzou tweet which talked about things like the um, black track being removed from the f- um, football stadium to new scoreboards in Miz- a new scoreboard in Missouri Arena, and even back at Faro, the seats being replaced, all sorts of things. So Kenny and Peyton, like, what is y'all's take on all this? What you know, when you guys have looked into it, what maybe is true or has any sort of traction, or what's you know, kind of just people tossing things around on message boards or what have you. What do you make of all this kind of weird athletics, you know, blowing it up and, and um, um, redecorating, so to speak? Well, yeah, I mean, it's all rumor right now, uh, I would say. I, I do believe we heard a little bit about the baseball team getting a new uh, scoreboard and turfing the outfield. Uh, the the new seats in Missouri Arena thing was definitely something that was floated i don't know where the track being removed came from honestly i hadn't heard about that until i saw the sidelines mizzou tweet that kind of got everyone buzzing um personally i don't really care too too much um about changing the seat colors in mizzou arena it doesn't make the biggest difference in the world to me um if you want to make them black purple yellow whatever i don't i just i don't really care that much about the seats um, the track around the field almost killed Jalen Waddle 
I remember in 2020. Uh, I, that's one I think I could, I think I would get behind being gone. I don't really see the point of that. Looks a little silly. It's just a hazard at this point. I mean, the only thing it's used for is Truman coming around in a, in a fire truck and spraying the student section down. And I don't see why they can't, they need the track to do that. I mean, they have the helmet cart race across the playing field at halftime. So I don't think the wheels on the outside would be a big deal. I mean, at the end of the day, it, um, whatever you think will make the the team feel a bit more, I don't know the exact word I'd look for here, just professional, I guess. Not professional, but like just a bit more like of an attraction, I would do. Um, the track around the field, around Faroe Field, is definitely the one I'd easily do um of the ones that were suggested, the others I just I don't really care that much about. Definitely a slow news week. I mean, this is just like <laughs> stuff that we wouldn't even care about to even talk about during the regular football season. Um, the one thing, you know, you said it well, Peyton. I think the one one place you go with the track is just a safety point of view. I mean, who cares if it's gone? I, you, those fans don't walk on it. It's used mm-hmm. for a car and then maybe reporters walking on pregame. Mm-hmm. And everyone else has to walk through pretty much on cleats unless you're a coach. Um, my other thing with the seating, my, this is the only thing I really care to say, is that for where Mizzou basketball is right now and where Mizzou fans are of like going to actual games, the seat color shouldn't matter because you shouldn't be able to see the seats. You know, Mizzou put out a good product last year. Dennis Gates really turned around this program. Desiree Francois made the right decision in hiring Dennis Gates. This, the colors of seats shouldn't matter because you, you shouldn't be able to see them unless everyone's standing up to cheer. Yeah, hopefully we never discover that the seat colors change. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I actually completely disagree, Kenny. I think this is the most important news uh, <laughs> of of the season, in fact, and that uh, we should we should uh, spend hours and hours picking our favorite uh, hues of seat color. Yeah. No, I I agree. It's it was it was weird again. Like I just don't know. I was trying to figure out where it all was coming from because it just mm-hmm. seemed, seemed like a. I guess people are maybe as bored as as you know. I, I, I don't know. People are just are just bored making stuff up if they want. I was curious about the track because I didn't know if it like served any sort of like traditional purpose, like if it had been there for the re- like for a reason like the block M had. But yeah, Peyton, like we I've seen Mizzou and opponent players who, you know, can't slow down before they run on that track and slip and fall. You can't run on asphalt with cleats. So I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, that's maybe a, a safety concern. The one fun thing I did see was the the replies that sidelines Mizzou tweet was the having the really big block M instead of mm-hmm. the small one. Would you guys want that? Do you like? I mean, I like the block M. Uh, I you know a mega block M. It could be like our beam. You see it from space. It's that big. Mega. I was rock thinking. M. Go ahead. I was going to say you could a... put <laughs> sidelines Mizzou actually tweeted a photo with three rock M's uh, on Taylor in Taylor Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think Mizzou should take a path of what. Minute Maid Park used to do where the Astros play. They had Towels Hill in center field up until that 2017 season. You leave that hill out there, that that could make some cool plays. I know you want to avoid diving into rocks. This is just a <laughs> slow week. Just let it go. I mean, this is stupid. I mean, well, I know there's not much going on this week. We haven't heard much buzz around recruiting, but I just you just know it's it's the off season. It's there's no college sports going on. Yeah. This is what we have to talk about when stuff like this is entertained. <laughs> No, I like I like I like the Mega Block M. You can see yeah. it from space. You can see it from space. There you go. I think it's the dumbest idea. Glow I know who. <laughs> I know, 
I know who's been floating this around on Twitter. I know whose idea the big block, the mega M was originally. He's a jokester, uh, Colin and Como on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good to troll with, um, but if we ever, if we, if Mizzou ever decided to do a mega block M, <laughs> I just can't imagine it would look very good. That's literally my only thoughts on it. It would probably not look very good. I would hope to to kind of segue back this back into, I guess, some maybe real analysis. Like, I would hope that the focus of Desiree Reeve Francois on this, you know, on these developments isn't, you know, things like a mega block M or even changing the seat color. That doesn't seem like if athletics facilities need like the ones that need attention, like the, some of the some of the people, some of the discourse I was seeing it had made a really good point where it's like, why are we talking about removing a stupid tracker on the football field before we fully decide if we're going to turf Taylor stadium or not, you know, mm-hmm. there's different priorities here, but it does, it does, you know, at least bring some attention to the, the real issues. I mean, like, again, to segue back to baseball, like we've all been talking about, like there have been calls for that stadium, you know, to be completely renovated. You know, I know, Peter Zimmerman, when he came on, had the idea of the big press box in the outfield that then was shared with soccer. I know from when we were at Mizzou, that soccer stadium is not nearly what it should be for for an SEC level, you know, field. So there are real underlying issues here, which I think, again, we've talked about. But maybe, you know, I guess if you guys have any other (laughs) other things to share along along that end, you know, space block M aside. Yeah, I. I know a lot of people will point out to Mizzou that they don't have an SEC stadium and that's, that shouldn't be the first, um, the first thing on the agenda of what needs to be changed around just Mizzou athletics. You know, we, we talked about baseball, we talked about soccer. I mean, that soccer field doesn't compare to some like high school fields in Texas. Like it's just like half the size bleacher wise, mm-hmm. the field isn't as nice as some of these turf fields in, for high schoolers. And so that, that should be like a focus point before you really think about, you know, making a change to that football stadium, make it look more like an SEC program plays there i mean they've been in the sec for a decade now i think it's fine there's really nothing else to change i do want to make one more joke though um <laughs> i i just am looking more at like some of these block these big rock m's expanded ones what if they made it a tiger script logo instead of the, the block m peyton would you like that oh yeah peyton would love that no because the rocks can make a good m all right <laughs> i'll give the block m this it looks very good in rock when it's not also on a helmet but what about the rock like the, the, the rock block M on the helmet? They did that once. That's what I just said. It would look oh, terrible. There's Kenny's rock. Kenny, hide that. Hide that. That's a felony. <laughs> oh, that's evidence. That's evidence. I can't show that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't I, own a rock. So. <laughs> mm. I have a mini one that we got like as freshmen. But the, the one thing I do want to add with the soccer stadium, no college stadium, no Division One college stadium should not have ble- or sh- should should not have bleachers that don't go all the way around the whole place. Mm-hmm. I think that needs to be, I get there's like a track there and maybe there's some issues, but like there needs to be bleachers on, you know, either side of, of the sidelines at a, you know, a SEC level stadium, in my opinion, that's just like, I think that should be, that should be a very basic requirement, which again gets to some of the things Kenny was saying, but yeah. yeah, big, big, uh, big block M's. That's what's in the news today. I think they should dangle one from the ceiling at Missouri Arena, actually. Like, like the rocks will just be on a string, it'll just float there like a banner. I don't know. That's a, that's the last thing, isn't there? There are rumors, I'm not even just rumors. I think there's been reports that they are looking at a new scoreboard for the basketball team. 
No, I they, think they're getting yeah, a new one. That, that is, is reported. That is yeah. a real thing. Yeah. That's that's I guess where all the rest of this started. Which I, I guess that's good. I mean, I didn't see too much wrong with the jumbotron this season, apart from the the memes packages that they like to play on occasion. Didn't love those, um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I guess I, again, that doesn't really add. You don't see the jumbotron during during games on TV anyway. Um, you know, I guess hopefully they'll make it more more modern. I don't know. Maybe they'll get the big one that they have in the. I do like the one they have in the Falcon Stadium. Side tangent that goes in like the circle. Maybe do yeah. that one. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit easier to look at. Yeah, something. Um, my last thing before we kind of segue into some other Mizzou news. Uh, people that might be just listening on a podcast and not watching us on YouTube. I was actually showing contraband. Um, this, on, he's showing it again. Just, he's showing it again. You just blur it out. So when you go back and edit this, Jack, just put censored over it of what I'm holding right now. <laughs> Are you asking me, me to make, make extra it. edits now too? Yeah, make extra edits. In addition to it. contraband? I'm going I'm to make you do a lot of editing. I'm moving it around. <laughs> just keep it on the screen the entire time. You're just going to have your zoo. whole, you're going to have your whole fan cam censored. So. Or this part is just not going to be in, so Nolton doesn't have to deal with that. We'll see what happens. The editor gets the final say, unnamed. It's a new bot, a new bot we got, AI. Um, Okay, yeah, we'll segue. Big block M and get a beam. That's my only other thing. Every team should have a beam now. Um, The other other kind of piece of news, we had some baseball stuff. Ty Wilms-Myers transferring to Arkansas. First thing I want to ask about that for you guys is just what it what it means for the baseball team. Obviously, you're going to have roster turnover with the new coach, guys who, you know, that's not who they were recruited by. They don't want to play for him anymore. All these reasons, yada, yada, yada. But, um, yeah, Ty Wilmsmeyer, outfielder for Mizzou, is gone. Um, you know, how does that impact stuff for, for next year? I mean, I mean, he really turned it around last year. That was his best offensive season in his college career. Um, the one quick takeaway I have, because Peyton will have a lot more to say about time Wilms Meyer is that he's going to be 24 next spring. He's going to be his age 24 season. I mean, he's going to be a lot older than some of these pitchers he's facing. So, it, I mean, it happens all the time. You know, Mizzou loses um, important players to, to Arkansas, especially in recent history of Trayvon Brazil as well. Um, just another guy from Springfield just going south. Yeah, I mean, Ty Wilmsmeyer, um outside of Luke Mann, maybe was probably their most consistent player, maybe just most talented. I mean, he's wicked fast. He plays a great center field. He's pitched on occasion, uh, did a great job hitting wise. I mean, it's with metal bats at the college level, but for, I mean, clearly Arkansas saw enough for it. Um, and that's a, I, 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 it's not really taking a leap to say that's a better program than Mizzou's right now. So, that's just something that's going to happen uh, with le- with turning over your coaching staff. Um, it's just what's going to happen when, I mean, you go to Ty Wilms-Myers and probably any player's um, Twitter page, you, you're going to see them endorsing and liking tweets about how the program just needs major investment. And when you don't have that, you're going to lose players like Ty Wilms-Myers, probably no matter who the coach is. Um, it sucks. Uh, I wouldn't say it's super unexpected. Um, maybe, uh, maybe unexpected that he went to Arkansas, but losing Wilmsmeyer, I think was probably expected. Um, that's going to be a big challenge for Carrick Jackson, uh, is now that he has his staff filled out, he hired a hitting coach this weekend. Uh, I don't know much about him, so I can't really say anything on that front, but that's going to be the coaching staff's, uh, challenges. 
revamping a roster that had already struggled. Yeah. So, so he does, he does leave a pretty big hole in that outfield that, that, you know, Jackson's and the rest of the team, I guess I'll have to fill um, collectively. I do. Kenny, you hit on the point a little bit with, you mentioned Trevor Brazil. I did want to ask you guys about this because I just saw some dialogue on Twitter about the Wilmsmeyer transfer and, and we don't have to, we don't have to touch on this for long, but it's just, I just think it's really funny. It was an Arkansas fan, you know, basically doing the, wow, you know, three of the biggest sports now Arkansas has taken players from Mizzou uh, to Arkansas. And it was, it's talking about Trajan Jeffcoat and football. Now Ty Wilmsmeyer in baseball and Trevin Brazil, like you said, Kenny in basketball. And it's just like, I don't know. I just think it's so funny that it's like, again, the, the fan base that seems to like not want this to be a rivalry the most mm-hmm. comes out and tweets stuff like this. Um, the, there was the there was the thing about the the troughs in the in Missouri in a Memorial Stadium too. If you guys saw that tweet, I did. Just mm-hmm. like funny stuff going on. Again, it's probably just fans with way too much time on their hands because there's no sports. But if you all have any thoughts, um, I like to I just like made this up in my head, but I like to call these people like uniform stage watchers. Um, they they Ooh. they care more about like what the players are wearing, what where they play, what the places look like, other than what the product is on the field. I mean, the last four or five years, I think Mizzou has won four to the five at, against Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah, that yeah, and right. that sounds it's about about right there. I don't have the exact number in front of me, um, but just overall, it it's kind of feels like Ted Lasso. I mean, you see like this really like small club, and I mean, Mizzou's kind of run down in certain ways compared to other SEC programs, just like facilities wise, and they are getting a lot better in that sense, but. Um, they're beating Arkansas. I mean, people just want, don't want to call it a rivalry. I even sat next to a guy um, at a Astros game the other day, and he was saying like, "Oh, Arkansas fans don't want to consider it a rivalry. It's kind of forced." Yeah, it is. It does feel forced, but Mizzou has been the better program, and it's obvious. You can look at the numbers. You can look at these games. Yeah, I mean, you at this point, it honestly has been. This is not a rivalry to the point of being a bit of a rivalry. The fans care if they win this game or not. You can't be tweeting the amount of mess we've seen on both sides, by the way. Like, both sides tweet constantly about each other. I don't like Arkansas. I'm not an Arkansas guy at all. Um, but it, it is funny to always see that football is king in the SEC, just unequivocally the top dog. And in that sport, Missouri has just flat out owned Arkansas at every turn. I looked it up. They have won one, two, three. First of all, all time, and this isn't even battle line rivalry. This is including the three games before 2003. Uh, Missouri all time is 10 and four against Arkansas. And when since the trophy has been introduced, they're six and two. And they haven't lost. They lost the one game in 21. And before that, their previous loss was 2015. Like, this has not been competitive, really, for the most part. Um, yes, athletes are going to transfer between places. Um, that doesn't really matter to me. That is a thing that exists in sports. Congrats. You got Trevin Brazil, and you finished six spots behind Mizzou in the SEC tournament, uh, or in the SEC standings, and didn't make it as far as Mizzou in the SEC tournament. But, hey, you won it, one extra game in the NCAA tournament. Good job. Uh, Trevin Brazil really contributed a lot to that. Um, it's just, it's been not, this is not a rivalry to the point of it being a rivalry. And I think the sooner everyone kind of admits it, 
the more productive we'll be. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no Aiden, one Aiden, Aiden Glover. I mean, if you didn't see this, he committed to Mizzou, and later the day of his commitment, a story came out about how an Arkansas commit, I believe his name is Dion Stutes, uh, died in a ATV accident. He was committed to Arkansas. And Aiden Glover said that galvanized him to like commit to Mizzou because he said they had always dreamed of playing in an SEC rivalry. People take this serious now. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. very evident. So I, I think that it very obviously maybe it was forced at first. Now it kind of has grown into, I think, a rivalry that has some spice behind it. Yeah. Well put. Um, you know, I, I would agree. You know, we don't have to harp on old points and 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 whatnot, but yeah, and and the numbers I would agree speak for themselves. But yeah, I think it's 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 becoming more fun. And again, the more this happens, the more it adds fuel to the fire. And the more you say something isn't a rivalry, the more it becomes one. I think that's just kind mm-hmm. of how we've how we've seen it, uh how we've seen it work. Um okay, uh segueing other other news. Um we have some Mizuba men's basketball news. Um, former former player now technically Isaiah Mosley. He has uh, he has a new team. He's found his his next chapter at least uh, for the for the short term. He is joining um, DeAndre Golston and who we've now just recently discovered friend of the show Ben Sternberg as three players from this year's Dennis Gates team to play for the TBT. Um, team from Mizzou if you don't know what that is uh TBT stands for the basketball tournament um the Mizzou team is called the show me squad uh it's been the TBT's been going on for a couple years now it's a lot of its alumni teams I know Kenny Syracuse is the Syracuse alumni teams won it a couple times um it's pretty cool it's just a chance for like former players to play and you play for a cash prize but yes Isaiah Mosley um and I guess Ben Sternberg now now on the uh the TBT team, the show me squad. We can go through it if you want to, some other Mizzou guys, but yeah. Thoughts on that. Do you think it'll revitalize his career at all? Oh, I <laughs> just, I, I didn't I know. know. <laughs> I didn't know if, if we were going to me or Kenny first. Um, no, I, uh, I mean, Isaiah Mosley, the way his tenure kind of ended, I think it would have been a little tough for him to just go and get uh, somewhere in professional, um, just overseas or not just into the professional scene right away. So getting like into the TBT, I've, I don't really watch it a whole ton, uh, especially maybe now that Missouri has a team, I'll look into it a bit more, but it should be a good showcase. I mean, I remember back in 2020, it was like the only thing on in sports for the longest time. Uh, so people watch it. It'll be a good showcase. There are professionals in this league or in this tournament so it'll give him a good platform yeah i've always liked the tbt because you get to watch like old basketball players that you watched growing up play college basketball and uh bayheim's army actually won it in 2021 the only time they've won it but overseas elite has always been just the dominant force in this tournament Um, blue collar U won it last year and in 2020 was the golden eagles i like how you brought up that 2020 tournament peyton because i remember like distinctly these teams would have to pack their bags before each game. Cause when you lose, you're out and they mm-hmm. would lose and they just have to get their bags and get out. Cause they're in a bubble. And if you lose, you're out of there. And so these guys would have their bags packed in the locker room. So after they lost, they had to go home. Um, it was pretty interesting, but I, I don't know how far this Mizzou team will go, but it's pretty nostalgic. Yeah. The, the nostalgia is kind of fun. So like I said, Golston Sternberg and Mosley are on from Dennis Gates team. 
Um, but you have like Jordan Geist in there, Mitchell Smith, who we remember from our time, Jonte Porter's there. Phil Pressey's the coach. I didn't mention that, who's a Mizzou assistant and obviously former player as well. Um, Paul Pressey and then Tony Criswell are the Mizzou players. There's a couple guys that did not go to Mizzou on the team. I mean, they might be from Missouri. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, just it, it's it's always cool. I I think it'll be fun and and yeah, we get to we get to watch the those three guys from last season kind of play. I think I'm just happy that Mosley just you know has an avenue to play, um, get some consistent like run on a court. I'm sure he's just like missed it and missed playing all the time. Hyped for Benny too. We need to see yeah. some. Uh, he's listed. He is listed as Benny Sternberg, and we have Dre Golston. So that's that's fun. I like that they I like that they let him use it. It's just like it's not as formal. It it is funny that Benny is listed at five eleven. Mizzou had him listed at six foot, and we've we've you know standed next to him before. We stood ne- we stood next to him, and I do not think he is six foot. <laughs> you know, I love Ben Sternberg, great guy. I Friend stood up next to him. Uh, he's listed at five eleven now. No one is actually five eleven. You're either six foot or five ten. And I, I think he's in that in that range right there. I mean, Mizzou got him most at six foot. And now the TBT is cutting him a little short. Yeah, now I don't know because I yeah. thought he was, he might have been shorter than five eleven. But if Mizzou had him at six foot, maybe I just don't re- remember it well. Maybe it's because when we talked to him, Noah Carter was there, and Noah Carter's so tall that towers over him. Yeah, we just even think about short. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, all right, yeah. So Isaiah Mosley, we'll see how the the Show Me Squad does. I don't know where the. I believe they play it in like multiple locations too. They're in the Wichita region. Okay, so Wichita, um, and then it'll it'll all come together for him. And it's good for Phil Pressy too, up and coming assistant. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. All right, um, yeah, that's some that's some Mizzou news. Uh, get a bigger block M, and we'll uh, segue over to quick hits. My watch says it's quick hits time. Jersey of the weekend. Kenny has his belly beat. Best beats of the week. Dirty birds of the weekend. The best thing we learned. And of course, the ratio. And the joke. Let's get into it. Kenny. Begin. All right. Jersey of the weekend. Jersey of the weekend. Uh, I got to go with one staying in the state of Missouri. David Freeze, 2011 World Series. Of course, um, everyone remembers the hero of the 2001 world series for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, we will see you tomorrow night is forever engraved into my head. Um, but he withdrew his name um, from being inducted into the St. Louis Cardinals hall of fame. He was uh, inducted and voted on by fans. They were the ones who got him in there, um, but he made the decision. He released a statement. I'm not going to really uh, read the whole thing. You can find it everywhere on the internet. You can find it on social media as well. He said, this is something that I've given an extra extreme thought, Extreme amount of thought to humbly, even before the voting process began. I'm aware of the impact I had helping the team bring great memories to the city I grew up in, including the 11th championship. But this honor means more to me, kind of going down a little bit. I feel strongly about my decision and understand how people might feel about this. I get it. I'll wear it. Thank you for always uh, being there for me. And I'm excited to be around the Cardinals as we move forward. Um, as a St. Louis kid and how much history is behind this program or this um, club, it, it kind of makes sense that he doesn't want to be forever, you know, put into this Hall of Fame. I mean, sure, he brought, you know, helped them win the World Series. What else do you remember David Fries for in a Cardinals uniform? And, I mean, he wears that and he's very respectable about it. Um, the Cardinals said, you know, we were a little bit um, upset about it, but we completely respect and understand his decision. Yeah, no, I, I would agree um, with the, 
he's really only a he's remembered for one thing and it's one mm-hmm. of the best things that's ever happened to that franchise but i mean i personally remember david freeze more as a pirate so uh <laughs> that that's honestly a good call by david freeze very respectful for him uh very few people would do that so yeah mm-hmm. to have that like kind of humility is big he's from st louis like you said Kenny, correct right? st louis I- kid yep I feel like, yeah, you know, you probably have more of an appreciation for the team you grew up around Hall of Fame. And, you know, you probably don't want to feel like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's like in the NBA, if you make one big three, it'd be like be like if the Heat had won the finals and wanted to, like, retire Gabe Vincent's number or something. Not Gabe, you're like, yeah, like Caleb Martin for, like, what he did in Boston or something. Um, you know, I, I agree yeah. to agree. Noble of him. Uh, Peyton. This yeah, is tough, my jersey Peyton. of the week. This is, this this is tough. Sucks. Uh, I chose Ricky Fowler's orange uh, getup that he always wears on Sunday, and my God, he is falling apart on round four. Entered as the co-leader, looking for his first major ever. Has just come completely undone. He's four over today. I haven't checked in a minute. Um, Wyndham Clark appears well on his way. Uh, bummer. I was rooting hard for Ricky. Looks like, I mean, it just seems like that missed uh, our putt on 18 kind of, or was it a birdie? I don't remember. He could have had a one-shot lead coming into today, um, and he missed a critical putt on 18 yesterday, and his putting's just really been bad today. Um, so, I I have it on uh, in front of me, and yeah, it's it's just been, it's been very disappointing to watch him slide. Peyton's cursed him. That's mm-hmm. what I believe. But this, uh, this Clark guy, Wyndham Clark, He's like 29, just just like broke onto the the tour really re- like in the last like month. He's 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 locked in. I don't think I don't think Ricky would have caught him. That's all. That's all I'm gonna say. But yeah. So if I have any uh, crazy reaction, if someone hits a hole in one or something, I'll uh, I'll I'll exclaim. But yeah. Did you know his uh, first name's actually Will, and Wyndham is just an NIL deal. <laughs> With the hotel. You guys, the weekend, you, Jack. You, you guys know why Ricky wears orange, right? Yeah. For Oklahoma State, it's an NIL That's right. deal. That's right. NIL deal. Well, no, he's right. actually colorblind, and he thinks it's the, he thinks it's the color of coffee, <laughs> or what was it? Milk. I forget what the joke. He was on an ESPN commercial once. He was pouring orange juice in his cup. Oh yeah. Oh, I remember was, that. I think yeah. he thinks it's milk when he's pouring it in. Yeah. He was like saying he's colorblind. Colorblind. Mm-hmm. Jersey nice. of the weekend, uh, Jack. My jersey of the weekend. Uh, also, kind of breaking news today. Uh, it's Bradley Beal, Phoenix Suns. Uh, earlier today on, on Sunday, when we were taping this, the Washington Wizards finalized a trade to send All Star guard Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns. Um, the trade was for some second round picks, or will be for some second round picks: Landry Shamit and Chris Paul, um, who now Washington is is already shopping. They already want to send him, at, I believe, to the Clippers. Um, which it's pretty, that's also pretty wild in of itself. Um, but yeah, the Suns are now going to have Aiden Booker, uh, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant. Beal's contract is massive. Uh, the stat I saw, I think they're pledging a combined, it's $162.9 million to all of their contracts. The luxury tax, I think, is expected to cap out at $162 million. So mm. they are dipping literally the max they can into the luxury tax to have these four guys and damn near Kenny as their starting last starting five member, because I don't know who else they're going to be able to afford to pay. So grats, Kenny, you are a Phoenix son. Thank you. Yeah. I was really hoping someone would pick me up. I've been in free agency for two years now, three years. Um, I only went to one year of college. So um, pretty big there. 
this sometime this kind of just feels like to me just like another Brooklyn Nets situation. I mean, they're gonna go all in here, and I don't even think they're gonna win the West. So I, I mean, Denver's retur- retaining a lot of their talents, and they have the best player on the planet right now. Um, so I, I just don't see how going all in right now is even gonna win the West. But we've seen before, you don't even have to be the top dog to even make it through. I mean, that's how a lot of sports are. Um, but for right now, it just feels like a Brooklyn Nets situation. The uh, the other thing I want to bring up is this tweet from 2020 that's blowing up. Someone named Devin tweeted, CP3 just a placeholder for Beal two more years. So someone uh-huh. had the script. Nice. Um, we also have one more Jersey of the Week, an honorary one I'll tweet it out. Um, our friend Luke Magnanti, who used to be the, one of the host, co-host of Cup of Pro, KCOU, um, he got a UCLA jersey from Peyton and I in the mail today. Um, he finally is back home in Los, the Los Angeles area, and it's a UCLA football jersey. So it'll be a cool one when you see it. There you go. All right. Spelling bee for uh, this week. Oh, God. Uh, I had a really good one. Um, it's going to be U.S. Open winners, and I thought of starting off with the best one, uh, Ricky oh, Fowler. Oh. I think that'll be the best. Oh, wait. Uh, okay, we're going to start <laughs> off in 2010. Graham uh, McDowell. Graham McDowell. Oh. Oh, um, Peyton can go first. G R A E M E, right? Graham, Graham. I believe it's just M C D O W E L L. Yep, there you go. So we got number one down. Uh, next one is for Jack. We got Payne Stewart from 1999. Lay up, (sighs) don't say that. Easy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spell it. P-A-Y-N-E and then S-T-E-W-A-R-T. There you that go. That easy. That easy. There you go. Come on, man. That's too easy. Too easy? Too easy? That's too easy. Right. <laughs> I'm getting cocky already. Um, Peyton Please. from 1992. Tom Kite. T-O-M. K. I don't think you'd do a trickeration on me. I'm gonna do like a Y T E. Nope. Dang it! I honestly don't know. Who Tom this... Kite, Jack. Um, is it Peyton? How did you spell it again? I spelled it K Y T E. K I T E. K Y. No, I know. Oh, there you go, I'm, Jack. You got I'm it. Guessing K I T E. Too easy. An easy one, and you. All right. Um, this is this is the last one, Peyton. You're up. Um, 1990 or 1942 to 1945, canceled due to World War II. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the next That's one, the last one. one from 1956, uh, Carrie Middlecoff. When is this from? 1956. And his name is Carrie Middlecoff. Correct. Boy, I could get this wrong on the first letter. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Carrie Middlecoff. Carrie Middlecoff. Do I think it's a C E E or C A R Y or a... I'm gonna say K. Jack, Carrie. you're up. <laughs> All right, uh, Carrie. I'm gonna go. I don't know why this spelling. This is probably way off too. I'm gonna go C A R R. All right. The is it a Y? Spell- <laughs> the correct spelling is C A R Y. Yep. Middlecoff is M I D D L E C O F F. Yeah, that's fine. Dang. Chris, Middle- Chris Middleton? They are actually siblings. I'll oh. take I'll take the one. I got Graham, so that's good enough. Graham All right. 
best beats of the week. Um, looking at the scoreboard right now, I think we can agree that Rory is not going to, or Ricky is not going to win it win the U S open. So Peyton, you were at two and four, Jack, you were at two and three and I am at six and oh, curse you raising Padres curse you. <laughs> I had a bad beat this week, seven and a half runs and it was six to two. I think mine was minus two thirty to win a hundred dollars. Um, oh, yeah, you had a so, lock. That's yeah, a, it was just a lock because I also stopped picking locks. Uh, you like the tweet this week? I said I'm not risky. I'm Kenny. Um, <laughs> so here's my best beat of the week. I got Red Sox Twins under eight runs. Um, they've been scoring a lot of runs. The Red Sox have the Twins not known um, for putting um, runners on and getting them home at the moment, um, but the Red Sox uh, have a best friend of Jack Knowlton coming up in James Paxton. Uh, he's looked good recently. And, you know, Pablo Lopez uh, for the twins hasn't as much, but eight runs could be a lot um, for the twins and Red Sox to put together. So I got under eight runs for June 19th. My best beat of the week is going to be a future, but maybe not too far in the future. I think the next host of undisputed folks will be, Former Dallas Cowboy Michael Irvin. Plus 500 odds. I think this is a very solid bet. Skip loves his Cowboys. Why wouldn't he give a fiery personality that was on the greatest Cowboys dynasty ever a spot at the table? Well, I can think of a few reasons. But (laughs) I think this is exactly, this is a good fit. Uh, I believe Shady McCoy is the betting favorite, but... Life's too short to take the favorite. All right. I'm not, I'm my name. I'm not risky. I'm Peyton. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Michael Irvin plus 500 to be the next co-host of undisputed. Um, Also, if, if Shannon Sharp, I know he's a free agent right now. If he'd like to be the fourth co-host of the unwritten rule, I, I think we could make that happen. We could get Kenny off and replace him with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, we don't like John Moran's dad on this show. So, I mean, he's he's welcome on if he wants. <laughs> oh, they do have beef. They do have beef. Uh, Kenny or Peyton, that's officially on the Futures Watch. We have so far that one, and then the one I made about Brian Hoyer being the Raiders' uh, day one starter because Jimmy Which Garoppolo is not looking play, good. Which is not going to happen, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my best beat of the week, I'm also doing a slightly a future, but it does fall within the window of our next show. I am doing uh, starting the NBA draft hype. I am doing Taylor Hendricks. Uh, Mizzou fans may remember him. He played for UCF as a freshman. Um, played very, very well. Um, good kind of wing, two-way, um, taller, taller, like lankier defender guy. I'm picking him to be drafted 10th overall to the Dallas Mavericks. Lock it in. Um, I think it's either going to be him or Grady Dick out of Kansas, who Mizzou fans will also remember, um, not as fondly. Um, but yeah, I'm going Taylor Hendricks. I think they could use some nice wing defending help. He could shoot a little bit. Um, I like that there's going to be a UCF guy going in the lottery. I just think that's also kind of funny. Like he didn't even transfer there. He straight up was as a freshman, like a four star freshman, picked UCF. So mm-hmm. got to respect Money that Dawkins as well. Can recruit? Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. Yeah. So uh, Taylor I'm Hendricks. A big Taylor Hendricks fan. Lock it in. If the Mavericks trade out of ten, do you just get your money back? That's a push. Not for me. Not for you. No. Okay, well, so you want me to count it as a loss if the Mavericks don't have the 10th pick by draft time? Well, well you just Okay, said... we'll count it as a loss. Uh, Dirty Birds of the Weekend. It's, it's a win also if they trade for LeBron. If they trade the pick okay. in, the, in getting LeBron, it's still a win. Okay. 
All right. Dirty Birds of the Weekend. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet. Uh, William Carlson, who was one of the first um, Golden Knights, came over in the expansion draft. He was a former Duck, so that's where I'm – Anaheim Duck, so that's where I'm drawing the, the Dirty Bird from. So the Vegas Golden Knights, they had their their celebration parade from winning the Stanley Cup at night. I've never seen one of these parades before at night, but it was really cool. Um, but these guys were also really drunk because it was just nighttime, and they were just – you know, they've been through it all day. Players. And they're hockey players. I mean, they're just frat guys. They're just there to drink beer and, and have fun. And uh, William Carlson was up on stage and he gave a speech. And I don't know if you guys seen this. I saw it all over ESPN today. Um, can I say the F word on this podcast or no? Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, so this guy, this fucking guy, he was here day one. <laughs> and I know you have been here day fucking one. You guys are so amazing. And he's just saying <laughs> it to the crowd. And it's just, he said this out like on the mic in front of a bunch of people in downtown Las Vegas. And they were like telling him to get off. Like, I think someone that was working <laughs> for the team, I just like taken him off the stage and I was just dying. Cause he just wouldn't give up the microphone. Right, right. And all the other guys up on stage are also drunk. They have no idea, you know, if they need to talk into a microphone or not, but it was, it was That's a pretty, pretty funny moment. Big day for the word effing in a, in yeah. parade speeches. Um, also, I've never heard Kenny say the F word. Oh, is that why you went? <laughs> No, I've just, we never have said that on the show. Um, we keep it pretty PG, but you're just quoting, so I think it's allowed. Why is um, William Carlson a dirty bird? Duck. He's playing for the duck. duck. That's okay. I um, I always get nervous whenever I watch those praise because yeah, I mean those you know you're not veiled when you've been drinking all day, especially yeah the night one. You know mm-hmm. they've been drinking all day. They're celebrating. Their spirits are up. They're gonna they're gonna be a little unveiled. They're not gonna they're not gonna hold back. So you know it right. happens. It happens. Uh, Peyton. My dirty bird is going to be Austin Hayes, who did not know he drew. A, he is a let me preface this why he's a bird because uh, he plays for the Orioles, uh, the Baltimore Orioles. Top of the ninth, uh, two outs. Uh, the Orioles are trailing three two to my Cubbies. Um, he takes a three two pitch, doesn't swing. It's called a ball. What does that mean, guys? It means it's, it's a, a walk. walk. It's a walk. Austin Hayes just stands there in batter's box because home plate umpire cb buckner forgot the count he thought it was three two after that pitch you really can't be serious all right they had to have a review (laughs) to have the count they had new york just from the satellite go uh yeah it looks like it's a it's a walk cb and and then and then they cb had to turn the, the mic on and go after further review it's ball four (laughs) <laughs> and Austin Hayes then took a walk. So that's my dirty bird of the week, Austin Hayes, even though it's really C.B. Buckner. That's, that's I bet he guy. didn't get many A's in uh, school. Just a lot of C's and B's. <laughs> also, I, I just despise C.B. Buckner. I mean, he should not have a job. Oh, no, I agree with you. He's been one of the, consistently one of the worst umpires in baseball. For I thought that joke was kind of fire, Kenny. Um <laughs> My dirty bird of the week is U.S. soccer. Bird connection, U.S. eagle, bird of the U.S. You know how it is. Um, it counts. Uh, they're my dirty bird of the week because uh, after beating Mexico in a in a uh, CONCACAF Nations League game, they beat them 3-1. Tres a zero, sequel from dos a zero. Um, not, not less than 24 hours after U.S. fans were all celebrating that, the... Uh, Federation decided to announce that they are rehiring their former manager, Greg Berhalter, who, of course, coached them during the World Cup, 
who of course is very mediocre, also got in a spat with the parents and uh, player that is Gio Reyna, who's one of the team's best players. Um, it's not been received well, obviously. Um, they decided to have a whole coaching search, bring in outside consulting help for that coaching search to just then bring the same guy back that they had before. Um, I think it's pretty embarrassing for a federation that wants to move up in the in the soccer world that has this generation of players that are doing all of um, you know these impressive things. Beating Mexico three nothing does not happen often in U.S. history uh, for soccer. So yeah, pretty embarrassing. Dirty Birds of the Week. I had a I had a long term future that I thought the U.S. could maybe win the World Cup in 2026 when these guys are all developed with Greg Berhalter at the helm. That will never ever 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 never ever never happen he sucks this was also one of the ratio of the week candidates we had someone submitted into us um but usa fans they love greg berhalter i mean this ended up (laughs) not being a ratio 10.6 thousand likes i'm not one to accuse people but maybe there were some bots involved to get this not be ratioed to get because at one point there was a lot more quote tweets than likes and now there's a lot more likes than quote tweets it could so be the international fingers. Oh, international fans. Yeah. All the team Mexico fans are just yeah. like, oh, this is Actually, awesome. Yeah. It's everyone that was worried about the U.S. as a threat in the World Cup. It's like, yeah. oh, great. Yeah, we're good now. Um, yeah, I, I'm i very sad. 5.8 million views. Um, Best thing you I learned. I will say, oh, uh, just real quick. Uh, if this was a main bird, Pulisic would be my main bird of the week. Google yeah, was. had a great had he a great game against those, Mexico. He loves those games against Mexico. Dude, he though they all get so fired up. They love like making the Mexico mm-hmm. fans mad. Uh, Weston McKinney had his shirt like yeah. half ripped off. It, yeah, those Mexico all, fans are something. Uh, don't threw, ask how the match ended. <laughs> yeah, um, if only we had our main uh, chocolate bar. Um, of the week because he is from Hershey, Pennsylvania. <laughs> Hershey, Pennsylvania. And then we could have said oh, he was yeah. the main chocolate bar. That's that's becoming quickly like the Matthew Stafford, Clayton Kershaw thing where they're like, oh, by the way, he's, from, know, this, he's from where chocolate like, it was yeah. invented. Whoa. <laughs> Best thing you learned, Peyton. Best thing I learned this week. Uh, former uh, Mizzou point guard, the best point guard on the 2020-21 team. Uh, <laughs> Chase Drew Madison's Bugs. best friend. Yeah, Drew Bugs, uh, the, the great old pass first guard from Hawaii um, and then later Winthrop. Uh, he's in the Drew League. I mean, he was just, I mean, there were just highlights of him doing some Drew League stuff. I mean, maybe <laughs> this is, I don't have much more to add. I was just really happy to see Drew Bugs is still kicking. That's sick. Drew in the well, Drew. Who do you, yeah, mm-hmm. who do you think, who do you think it's named after? <laughs> Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bugs Bunny gonna... Drew. Is he going to like, wasn't it, wasn't there a rumor that Jordan Wilmore was playing in one of those? And that's when she, like Chet Holmgren got hurt. Do you guys remember it that? Was Ed Chang. Ed Chang. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think Drew, Drew Bugs will end your like Victor Webinyama in like a pickup league or something later? Down Victor Webinyama should not play. play. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from any professional yeah. basketball. Any gym that isn't owned by an NBA team. Do not go in there. Exactly. You don't even Stay. have to go into there. No, you don't have to prove anything. Stay out of 24 hour fitness. Yeah. Um, Kenny. All right. Best thing I learned this week. Samad Taylor out, uh, prospect for the Kansas city Royals. I got the start in left field on Saturday for his major league debut. Uh, first major league hit was a walk-off single to dead center field over Mike Trout's head brought in the winning run in extra innings. Um, and that was the first win 
they the Royals had lost 10 straight. They snapped a 10-game losing streak with Samad Taylor's walk-off hit. Um, just an awesome experience. I was actually watching that game. Um, overall, just, you know, you never you never think about that, you know, for just even as a kid. And that's what he was saying, too. He's like, this is something I would never even dreamed of because I didn't think it was possible. He drew two walks before that, um, had like a fly out and a ground out, I believe. And just overall, just a great debut for him. Yeah, nice. Sweet story. Um, glad there's something about that organization that doesn't suck. But, yeah, you know, um, best thing I learned this week, Bob Huggins is done as West Virginia uh, head coach Huggins. Um, this weekend was um, arrested for a DUI. I think that was on Saturday. This comes six weeks after uh, he went on a Cincinnati radio show and made um, some homophobic comments. So, yeah, I mean, long-term West Virginia coach, he, he resigned after the, the DUI incident, um, you know, said he doesn't, that doesn't, you know, embody the university and whatever. And, and so they're with connected. They're without a coach. They're without a coach now. Um and yeah, just really kind of tarnishing a legacy that otherwise, you know, has has, you know, been embedded. He's a Morgantown guy. And yeah, so just, uh, uh, you know, an unfortunate way to go out. But, you know, just, yeah, can't be doing that. I, I'm, I'm glad that someone who has those wrong values and also uh, drives drunk is not uh, representing a, a high major team, um, especially or any team for that matter. Um, the other kind of key piece with this is West Virginia had a fantastic offseason season. Um, they have a big NIL collective. They brought in Jesse Edwards and Kirk Creesa, two big time transfers. So that's a big question mark is who they're going to replace Huggins with um, a position that he's filled for so long. Um, but yeah, now it's an opening and you have this seemingly really talented roster that now does not have a coach. So, and could um, leave. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same thing. So it's all up in the air in, in Morgantown, but I'm glad Huggins is gone. He seemed like a, a bit of a scumbag truth be told. Yeah. Unfortunate way for such a legendary and storied career to end, but yeah. it should have been over six weeks ago. Um, agree. And I guess better late than never, never, but it shouldn't have even taken this. Yeah. It shouldn't have taken this. Do you? I agree. Okay. Uh, we'll finish up the show with uh, some MLB all-star game predictions. Uh, the MLB all-star games coming up next month, a little less than a month, July 11th. So we're getting ahead of the curve a little bit with some of these picks, but we said we were going to do this has been a little bit of a slower um, news week. And uh, we've done this in, in years past. And basically how it goes is Kenny and Peyton, the real ball knowers um, debate their all-star teams. Usually they're actually pretty close. And then I give my really comical one really fast at the end. Cause I don't know ball. So that's how we'll do it. Um, Kenny Peyton. I'm done talking now. Take it away. All right. I'll go first here. Um, We'll so tweet how these. do we want to we'll do, do we want to do AL then NL and just read our teams off there, Kenny? Or Yeah, let's go position by position in the American League. So you say yours and I'll just either okay. agree with you or not agree. First base in the American League, I have Yandy Diaz. Yeah, I mean, that's who I have too. Once yeah, he started think... to realize he could lift the ball, yeah. I mean, he turned into an all-star. The guy would just hit line drives and hit, hit the ball straight into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing a lot more action at first base now and – I mean, even in, even in the show, playing his digital version of himself, he's a scary hitter, and he's really mm-hmm. pieced it together this year for the Rays. Uh, I yeah, it took the analysis basically. Uh, second base, I'll, let's go in and out. So I'll go. Okay, I'll, I'll go next. Out. So I got Marcus Stroman. Simeon. Pretty easy. Oh, sorry, Marcus Simeon. I was yeah. You're looking ahead. at your NL yeah. starting pitcher. Um, yeah, I have that. I run away. 
no, mm-hmm. no doubt. He's been excellent on a good team. Third I had, base. Uh, I had Mauricio Dubon originally in that spot as a write-in, uh, but I took it out so, so I could be a little bit serious. Um, So shameless. Uh, Third base, Jose Ramirez is who I have. Yeah, pretty easy for me as well. I, I, I There might be some competition there with Josh Young from the Rangers, but Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez continues just to dominate that position in the American League. Yeah. Uh, shortstop, I know we've got a different one here. Uh, I got Corey Seager, and I understand why you don't want to go with Corey Seager, but with a guy who has a OPS north of 1,000 through 160 at-bats, I don't know how you don't go with Corey Seager here. Uh, he's really found his stride in his second year with the Rangers, kind of fu- back to those original days with the Dodgers um, first coming up. And just an 1,000 OPS through 40 games is – I don't know how you don't start in the All-Star game with that. Uh, you don't start – in the all-star game with that because you're not the best shortstop in the AL is hard. Let me just say, Seager is not an egregious pick, but defense, especially at shortstop, matters, okay? And Wander Franco right now is top two or three in the AL in F4. And I that 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 is a big tribute to his defense. His OPS is still good. It's 822. Um, but he's just such a great defender. He's a great player. And you... If you don't reward a player for being good at defense, why why even talk about it at the end of the year and, and factor it into MVP voting and whatnot? I think it matters. I think it should matter for All-Star Game voting. That's why I took Wander Franco. Um, the, way, the one way I can prove that it doesn't matter at all is that Derek Jeter has been to 14 All-Star Games, um, one of the worst defenders at the shortstop position in Major League Baseball. Um also, Robert Manfred doesn't put his defensive war on the ballot. He doesn't care about it. I know he can talk about it all he wants in his little commercials, about how he changed the rules of baseball, but <laughs> defense just does not matter. It doesn't even matter towards the, go- the gold gloves sometimes. I mean, some of the guys who win gold gloves, they, they don't deserve it. It's just a total crapshoot on who people want to vote for because they like him more than someone else. I mean, MLB teams disagree with that statement. So that's... yeah, but not voters. I mean, that's... voters should care. Okay, I, I know. I believe you. I mean, and at shortstop, even. Mm-hmm. I mean that that is the position to be good at defense at. And, and I agree with you. I, I love defense. And I think why didn't you vote him? <laughs> because I'm, I'm my vote's not going to matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, I can, I can. Oh, vote. classic millennial. My vote doesn't <laughs> matter. Yeah, moving on. Okay, catcher. Um, we're gonna go catcher next. Um, I have Adley Rutschman here. Yeah, we're gonna go catcher next uh, because it's the next position. Uh, but yes, next position on mine's outfield. It's all the outfield positions. Oh, did you not like finish it? Or either way, I have Adley Rutschman. Yeah, same here. Yeah, same. Right. He's the best catcher in baseball. Give me a rundown on your outfield. My outfield. This was. The AL outfield's a bit of a crapshoot right now. I went a Rosarena. I went Aaron Judge. And for now, I'm penciling in Austin Hayes as the third guy. I, I think you can order this in a ton of different ways. You could talk me into like five different players. Those are just the three I felt today. I definitely understand that. I believe Austin Hayes will be an all-star no matter what. If he's voted in by fans or voted in um, by players and other players around or just managers around the league. Um, mine is a little different, and I, I have Jordan on there along with Aaron Judge. Um, I, Jordan's not going to play. Um, he's still three weeks out from even getting back into baseball activities, and it's just not going to be good timing. He's going to miss another All Star game. Missed one last year with a with a, a different injury. 
Um, but he's been one of the most unstoppable hitters on the planet when he's healthy. Um, very unfortunate that he's out right now with that oblique injury. Um, but that's who I have in there. I think it'll change once the next round of voting comes through and some of these guys are cut out of the voting and he'll still be in there because he's definitely going to be around the top four, top three. Um, my last guy though right now is Masataka Yoshida. He's looked really good uh, for the Red Sox. 862 OPS right now. He's only at 0.9 war, not the best defender, uh, but this is just a really good spot for him in his first year in Major League Baseball after playing it's a t- it's a all tough of his career. Too. He's- yeah, very tough outfield in the American League right now. And um, coming over from Japan, he's looked really good. He's really turned it around, was off to a slow start. And if I'm not mistaken, Jack, you had him as your AL Rookie of the Year. He did. I th- I was just checking that because I was I wanted mm-hmm. to see we had him I had him somewhere I'll pull I'll pull all those up because we can check in on those anyway but yeah continue so yeah Mastaka's looked good um I wanted to be a little bit different there and get a Red Sox in there um and a Mastaka looked pretty good uh, who's yeah, your no. DH Peyton um my DH I think it's unanimous Shohei mm-hmm. Otani easy yeah that's pretty easy um moving on to the National League. Kenny, who is your first baseman? Um, I don't think there's that much competition. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to go with Freddie Freeman. Great mm-hmm. batting average, batting average. Doesn't really look at him as much anymore, but if I'm mistaken, he's hovering around 320 um, at OPS, pushing north of 900 right now. He's kind of changed the way he hits. He's not the guy who's just going to hit a bunch of home runs, but he's getting the ball in play, and that's just looked really good for him. Yeah, no, that's definitely the correct probably the correct answer. I didn't go with him here. I went with Pete Alonzo just because before yesterday he was leading the league in home runs and he's been pretty good when he's been healthy. He's been hurt lately. So it will be Freddie Freeman. It probably should be Freddie Freeman. I just put Alonzo because I forgot. So uh, yeah, um, he came back actually today recording on a Sunday. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did uh, faster than expected. Um, Second base. I think this is another easy one. Luis Arias, I mean, batting average, you can discredit all you want, and I get it. He's batting 388. That is just absolutely absurd. I don't really care what you say about the validity of the stat. Um, it's just too much to overwhelm. And it's 920 OPS, too. I mean, Tyro mm-hmm. Estrada, I'll give a shout-out to. He's been great. Um, should get some looks, but it's Arias. Agreed. Um, easily going to run away with the batting title again. Um, it'd be his first one in the National League, so I have an American League one and a National League one, and looked like a really great trade for Kim Ming down there in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, at third base, I've got former Astro J.D. Davis. He's now with the Giants. Um, J.D. Davis has looked amazing. 865 mm-hmm. uh, OPS right now, 1.5 war at the hot corner. It's a 137 um, OPS plus. Not in the not big in the home run category right now. Has 10, 11 doubles, so um, 291 batting average, so he's really putting the ball in play, and just looked great all around for J.D. Davis, who was kind of a platoon player when he was with the Mets. Yeah, no, that it does kind of show the third ba- third base has been an absolute mess in the NL, but mm-hmm. J.D. Davis, he started 40 to 50 games there. Uh, he's been a good hitter. Um, 1.5 B-War this year, uh, I remember seeing. That's very good for him. So, J.D. Davis, I agree with you. All right, Moving we have a shortstop. Uh this was the contentious one I remember. I don't even think this is close. It's Dansby Swanson. Like, I'm I'm not trying to be a homer for the Cubs here. The Cubs have been bad. Like, I'm not trying to force Cubs into this game. 
but he has like been the best shortstop in the NL, like far <clears throat> none. And I don't think this is a debate. It is a debate. It's um, not because it's defense not. isn't played into voting. It is and though. If defense it, it, is played into voting. I think Miles Straw should be an All Star every single year. I mean, he's a no, great center fielder, and same. that's what you're telling me here is that his defense is Miles Straw it. top ten in his league in WAR. No, is he the top at his position in his league in WAR? That I do not know. Then this is really not <laughs> much of a comparison to make. Dansby well, Swanson you... has been as advertised again. Defense at shortstop matters just because it's not listed on Bobby Manfred's little little MLB voting page does not mean you shouldn't take it into account. And I think Dansby Swanson has been an above average bat and among the league's elite defenders at the most important position to be good at defense at. And I think that all matters. And I think that's why he is my all-star as an American um, I would fast forward through this part just because I do not care about what happens um, with the glove. Me see man with big bat hit ball far. That's who I'm taking. And Geraldo Her- Perdomo of the Arizona Diamondbacks has an 863 OPS uh, through 57 games this season, 293 average, not really showing anything in the power category, only five homers. He's got 12 doubles, though. Um, he swiped seven bags and nine attempts. Um, the offensive numbers just a little a little bit, a lot better there than uh, Dansby Swanson's putting up. Look, Perdomo's been great this year. Um, he would be my second choice over Arcia, who is currently the lead vote getter. I think that's a joke. Um, I just, I don't really see an argument against Dansby Swanson. I truly, truly do not. I don't think it's much of a debate, but hey, you got Perdomo. He would be my second choice at least, so. Mm-hmm. Moving on to catcher, uh, just because that's what I have listed here. I think we both had the same. I have Sean Murphy. Yep, I do as well. And I don't think it's really anyone competing with Sean Murphy here. The only uh, comment I have is that if he was to lay down a bunt, it would be Sean Murphy bunting, and that is football <laughs> player. Um, moving on, the outfield. Kenny, let me hear your outfielders. Um, I think the easiest first one is always going to be Ronald Acuna. I think everyone should have Ronald Acuna. He's putting mm-hmm. up MVP-like numbers. There's also a guy that's putting up even better MVP-like numbers, and that's Corbin Carroll, who's in his rookie season right now. He's going to run away with Rookie of the Year in the National League, and I know you predicted him as your NL Rookie of the Year, Peyton. So great mm-hmm. choice there. Corbin Carroll, Acuna, I feel like everyone should have both those guys in their outfield. Diamondbacks have looked a lot better than anyone ever gave them credit to be. Uh, my last guy, though, is Mookie Betts. Um, Mookie had a kind of a slow start to the season. He's really picked it up. And who doesn't like to watch Mookie Betts play in an all-star game? No, yeah, that those are the you make a great point. Acuna and Carroll were locks. Those are both on mine. Um, I thought about um, I thought about Betts. I thought about Lourdes a bit. And maybe you'll dislike this pick. But my third outfielder is Fernando Tatis Jr. Um Fernando Tatis Jr., he's been a bit of a he's been cheater. You know, yeah, he, he he came off PEDs <laughs> and he's he's been like pretending, like making the crying gestures at people, dude. You cheated, you don't get to really do that. Um, but you know what? Already really just turning in a great season. He's taken to the outfield better than I think anyone could have expected. I guess he's just that good of an athlete. He can really make any position work. Um 
and the bat, I mean, it's just night and day. 912 OPS. It's just as good as it gets. So you could talk me into bet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I went with Fernando here. And you know yeah. what? You want to talk, if you're if I'm gonna pull the yeah, you can pull it here. I just there. looked. I just looked yeah. at it. Yeah. What What did you see? What, oh, I what saw the S three point four B war on baseball. Reference. Oh, I didn't even see that. But geez, yeah. that is ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, there that he he to me was a, a my third outfielder, pretty mm-hmm. head and shoulders. Yeah, and that OPS continues to climb. It's at uh, one fifty three OPS plus, so he's worth a regular player and a half of a regular player at the moment. Uh, he just continues to get better. The one thing I will say about defensively is that shortstop, great athletes at shortstop usually transition well at any position they play in the outfield or in the infield, and he yeah. continues to prove it. Uh, mm-hmm. Last last position before Jack gets into it, uh, who do you have at DH? I'm surprised. We agreed on this. Jorge Soler. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, he's been great. Moonshots. I mean, 20-plus mm-hmm. home runs already this season. He's running – away with it in the national league really competing with Shohei Otani who I'm not mistaken is at 23 at the moment um, 24 he homered today 24 even better mm-hmm. so he's he's a leading baseball right now and Jorge Soler is trying to keep up with him yeah no yeah I thought about Morel thought about JD settled mm-hmm. on Soler so give your uh pitchers too uh NL I went Stroman AL I haven't looked too heavily into NL could also be Gallon, I think AL, I, I'll go McClanahan as well. He's been great. Yeah, that's the same thing. Um, the one thing I will say is that Dusty Baker is the manager again this year. Um, he went with Shane Mc... He Yeah, and it could be fun that he pitches from Valdez, who has the second best ERA um, in the American League right now. Actually, in all of baseball, too, because Shane McClanahan's the leader. Yep, nice. Well done. Right, well done, fellas. Yeah, okay, I'll go... I'll go through mine. There was there. There is always way less contention between you two than I always think there will be. But there's always one position, one or two that that always pops mm-hmm. out. Okay, uh, American League at my first baseman, I went for uh, Yon, Yandy Diaz. Um, Kenny, I think I have the guy that you were making fun of at second base. Dubon? No, I put Jose Altuve. Do you oh. actually put Jose oh. Altuve? I did actually put. I, Jose I thought you were Altuve. joking. I thought I, I thought I was joking. He's but played I, like he's missed... twenty games. Yeah. <laughs> He missed, okay. he missed time because well, he broke his thumb. All right. Well, I have him. I don't care. Um, small setback for a large comeback. Uh, third base, I have Jose Ramirez. Okay. Uh, shortstop, I put Corey Seager. Uh, catcher, I put Adley Rutschman. That was partially because I do have a theme with these, so you guys can see. I'll, I'll see if you guys can pick up on it. Um, there's a couple um, homer picks, but there's a general theme. Uh, I did Adley Rutschman. Outfield, I have Randy Rosarena, Aaron Judge, and uh, this was one of the Homer ones. Had to rock with my MVP, Julio. I know he hasn't had a, rock, a good start to his uh, campaign so far, but, you know, mm-hmm. again, major comeback. All-Star Games. It's in Seattle, right? Yep. Yeah, so he'll be there. You never – that's that's what I'm going Yeah, with. they'll bring him out for the Homer Derby, but I don't know <laughs> if he's going to be in the actual game. D- <laughs> DH, I have Shohei Otane, uh, mm-hmm. and then my pitcher – for the American, I did do Fromber Valdez from the Astros. Nice. Um, Big ground and, ball guy. NL, uh, first base. You already know what it is. We're getting rowdy. Big rowdy Tellez at first base. <laughs> is the rest of it just Brewers players too? No. no. Uh, <laughs> second base, I did a is – it, is it G-Wan Bay? Is that how you say it? <laughs> did I butcher yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's G-Wan Bay. Yep. That's wait, Bay. wait. 
Zach, uh, Jack, look up Jiwon Bay girlfriend on Google. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Wait a minute. Okay, I'm I'm tripping because he. Oh I man. He made, so I was at the Brewers Pirates game today, and I thought he made a crazy catch, but he was playing like center. Yeah, he plays yeah, center, he plays field center too. most of the guy. Okay, okay. Right, well, he's in there at second. I put him in just because he made a good catch. Um, okay. Third base, I picked, or yeah, third base, I picked uh, Ryan McMahon. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good. He's too. been good. He's short, been good. Shortstop, I did do Orlando Arcia. Sorry, Peyton. Okay. Um, catcher, I had to pick a guy. I think he's been really great in movies this year. I went with Will Smith. Um, okay. My my outfield, I picked Ronald Acuna Jr., Corbin Carroll, and Fernando Tatis. And then my DH great, is great, great, great outfield is uh, Christopher Christopher Morel. I went great, great DH. pick. Um, pitcher Zach Gallon. Okay. So there was a there was a theme, and now I'm learning this is this is the code because um, I had a buddy who told me to do this because uh, that's how he picks his All Star games, and I see a lot matched up. What do you think? Long I, hair. What do you think was my theme? Long hair. No, N- not I that had deep. No idea. Then did you write something with their hats? Like with the letters? again, not that deep. It, it's a stat. I I couldn't pick it up. Did you go by home runs? No, I went oh, by. Did o- you just pick OPS? Leaders? I picked I picked OPS okay. leaders for all. That's of good. Them. I mean, that's that's the best stat that's I've, listed. There. I've learned I've learned Was that Altuve that's an important stat. The OPS leader at second base. It might be like eight ninety. It's eight forty five. Yeah, I would just switch you know. my G Juan Bay pick. <clears throat> oh, I did that purely because he made a crazy catch at the game today. I was not like, many oh, people like Juan Bay. Oh, okay. Even from his own fan base. Oh, sorry. Didn't know. Don't know about that. Don't know. He also did a walk off home run against Ryan Presley. That's your problem. Yeah. Oh, don't. Yeah. Got it. I wasn't very Um, contentious. And yeah, not bad. Again, I I didn't, I didn't go ultra meme this time. Went a little serious, mostly because my, um, my MVP pick has been so bad. I did want to check in with that. So we had, uh, I had Julio, Payton, you had Adley Rutschman, Kenny, you had Jordan Alvarez for AL. None of those um, look great. Kenny and it's I going to both... be Judge again right now, or I mean, it's probably going to be Otani. Yeah, it's going to be Otani. Uh, and, and if I I'm picked... not mistaken, yeah. sorry, one last thing. Otani entered today leading the American League in every like important pitching stat and hitting stat. So Jeez. that's also there. Jeez. Um, Kenny and I picked uh, Trey Turner for NL. Peyton, you picked Manny Machado. None of those look good either. <laughs> nice. Those are all bad. Uh, Cy Young, Kenny and I both had Otani. You had Jeffrey Springs, Peyton. <laughs> he was on his way. He was on his way. And it's not going to be Otani either, so we're 0 for 3. Yeah, it is. He's looked oh, good. God. It's not going to be him, I don't think. Uh, NL Cy Young, Kenny, you had Santi Alcantara. I not had Max good. Scherzer. Peyton had not Brandon good. Woodruff, who's been hurt. Not good. All of them um, bad. Again, we're really killing it here. Rookie of the year, Kenny had Gunnar Henderson. Peyton, you had Logan oh- Ohapi uh, or Ohap, uh, and I had Masataki Yoshida. So probably, I don't know if any of those will hit. The AL one is still pretty open. So. And then NL, Kenny, I know this. I know you remember this one. You had Jordan Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, Not going to hit. No. Peyton, you had Corbin Carroll. So that one's good, looks it looks good. like. And then I had Kodai Senga. Who I he's been good. I mean, yeah. he hasn't been bad. All right. Oh, yeah, I was wrong about those pitching stuff. I don't know what graphic I saw, but yeah, I was um, gonna say Otani well, hasn't been that good. Pitching. Yeah, he has the most wild pitches and hit batters this season of any mm-hmm. pitcher in baseball. Losing some um yeah. There you go. Um, okay. Well, that sucks that our MVP picks are duds, but you know, 
Who mm. cares? I'll do better. Our, in all-star enough. picks will be great, though. Yeah, yeah. A, a collection of what the three of us had. Uh, we'll tweet those graphics of everyone's teams. Um, can't wait to see Rowdy get his all-star nod, um, hit some homers. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it for Unwritten this week or for this weekend, I guess. We'll be back uh, Thursday. We're doing NBA draft stuff because of Kobe Brown. Um, <laughs> what was that? Um, we're doing NBA draft stuff because of Kobe Brown, so we'll talk about the first round. And then uh, hopefully we'll be on – kind of get a live reaction with wherever he goes and we'll talk about speculate um maybe buy our jerseys right away uh for whatever team he he ends up on so that'll be fun on the on the show yeah live on the show give our credit card information away why don't we um but yeah that'll be a good show looking forward to that everyone uh enjoy your week and we will see everybody on friday